Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. My favorite moment from opening moves had to have been when we were all in the back of the truck and Taylor, you had to pee and Kim and I were just <laughs> laughing the entire time. I did not just have to pee. I <laughs> felt like <laughs> I mad. was like gonna fuck it first. Like, it, I didn't just have to pee, man. That was like like I was drowning <laughs> in my own pee and one wrong movement could just like pull the plug. You know? you can't make us worse friends by making it something it wasn't. It was painful. Nope. I my whole stomach you hurt. I was like, drowning in your own pee. I was thirty seconds from jumping in the truck, like waiting for Meatball to walk over for the end of the session. I was like probably thirty seconds out from just jumping in the truck and being like, "You come on back. I don't know what to tell you." But if I don't go now, like I was working. The toolbox that I was sitting on, like my finger, I was like squeezing it because it hurt so bad. <laughs> so we're like, we're just laughing at me. What? <laughs> that was my favorite moment of the whole day. <laughs> oh, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm having this. It was like. Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know how I made it back. It was past the point. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it just—I didn't even feel like I had to pee. It just hurt. Oh, we've all been there. <laughs> we have been there. It was very relatable. Trust me. That's what made it funny. Is I was like, "Haha, I've felt that terrible pain before." <laughs> yeah, and I totally would have probably like popped a squat behind the trucks, but I had already walked through that grass and I had already taken a tick off of my foot. And I'm not trying to get a tick on my butt or anything, so. <laughs> get a tick on my vagine. Absolutely not. That's my great I think about that, too. It's just buried in there. You don't see it. Yeah. What if it gets in a fold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, don't look at me. Oh, nobody has a fold. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying, Kim. Exactly. I don't want to picture that. You think you think I want that reality of taking a shower? Did you say a hole or a fold? A fold. Like a, like flap. a fold. Like with that <laughs> Yes, a flap. Like All what right. if it's under the what if it's like under a flap, you know? That's petrifying. You have oh. to count on chat to find it. No, you feel it. You'd be just washing around there. You know, because you just, you still do, not even with like soap or anything, but just There's washing. Salt. You would have felt it. Maybe. <laughs> if it like buries into your skin, would you feel it until it got like yeah. big? All your blood? Yeah. Yeah. You can still feel it when they burrow. They don't burrow all the way, just the head gets under there. You can always see the body because they tell you not to pull on the body because the head will disconnect and stay. I don't think I've ever had one like lodged in me. You were fucking almost did. Yeah. <laughs> Asking for it wearing ankle socks and high grass. What you thinking? You know, Manny got bit like two days ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs to go to the urgent care or whatever to make sure he doesn't get Lyme. Oh my god, that kid is shit luck. Where was uh, it? 
outside my house. No, where was the tick? In his fold? <laughs> no, it wasn't in his fold. It was in his leg. <laughs> in his leg fold. Uh, but tell me why all day after that happened, like the tag in the back of my pants would like rub up against my back, like right near my butt crack. And I would be like, oh my God, no. <laughs> I got to go check. <laughs> oh, so fucking it's gross, dude. It's tick season, man. I just got Diesel a new collar because it's there out there. Folding. Folding <laughs> body kits with KBD. Folds and body kits. I don't even think I like the word fold anymore. Flap. Slap is grosser. Slap sounds older. Fold <laughs> sounds young. Fold sounds neat. Slap sounds like an accident. <laughs> um, I came across a woman who makes like underwear, right? And she, her whole like marketing thing is based off of like vaginas and like you know innies and outies and pretty much saying that like standard underwear doesn't cover everything. And she calls them lip, lip slips, dude. Her videos are hilarious. <laughs> who is this? Um. I think it's, like, cherry something. Oh, we should probably, like, put something in the podcast about our Patreon once again to thank our listening members. Ooh, we should. Um, we just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's donated to our Patreon. Um, Alexis, if you want to read the list of all those great people. Yeah, so right now our patrons, Haley Moody... Um, Jen Habacker, Eric O'Brien, uh, Brandy Hughes, and Taralyn Lutz. TL. Uh, thank you guys for uh, being members and listening to the podcast and being awesome. Um, we will uh, be making some podcast merch at some point this summer. So, uh, where, where can they find the Patreon link? Um, they can find it at patreon.com slash drift kitchen podcast. And there's different tiers to it too. So if you only want to donate like a couple bucks a month, you can do that. Um, basically what you get from that is our, uh, unending love and support for you as well. And you get more episodes and, um, podcast merch and, um, maybe some funny blooper episodes at some point when we're not exhausted from life. <laughs> and you can also just go right to our Instagram too um, and click the link in our bio and that will bring you right there. Cool. Hi, paying members get pictures of our folds. <laughs> flaps. Ew. You guys got flaps. I got folds. God made me intentional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hello. How are you guys? Good, how are you? I am fantastic trying to figure out how to put this phone so it has me in the shot. <laughs> How's the sound? Okay, we're, fig we're figuring it out and we're like 57 weeks in, so you'll, you'll get there. It's a learning curve. Yeah. Have you guys really been doing it that long already? More yeah. than that, I think. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You think we'd be good at it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me close this window real quick. One second. Yeah.
That is true. You think we would be better at it, huh? You would think so. You would definitely think that we'd be like, we made, we have made strides, but like, we're not ahead a hundred percent in all like departments. It's you know? It's a yeah. And there's always improvement for everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're a baby company. Two years, two years doing the podcast. Not even. Wow. That's great. I did not know it's been going on that long. It is. This is our second year, and uh, it was a lot more of a commitment than we originally thought, but here we are. <laughs> I was like, wow, imagine if I had went to the gym for 57 weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. So, but I didn't do that. I just, um, I sat on my ass and I podcast instead, so. Hey, passions are passions, right? Exactly. So, speaking of which, we gotta ask, how... Did what you're known for the most come about? As you like, everybody knows KBD. How did that even happen? And did you ever expect it to be what it is? Man, um, you know, I've always been really ambitious as to what we could do, and especially um, KBD. A lot of people don't know this. KBD started in like. 1974 like before i was even born right like um they started way back when it was literally three guys working out of a garage and they were doing you know they were doing mostly for other businesses they have this they had this method they were doing parts and they would sell it to other businesses who would then turn around and sell it for a profit um so when we came in and took over kvd um they were doing maybe you know on a really good month they were doing about 12 grand in sales for the month now honestly for for what the product was i knew that it could absolutely blow up right um especially for the drift market they were marketing a lot towards like mini trucks and like uh box and bubble chevys like just totally like random cars that you know, they, they totally missed the mark on potential time attack, uh, drifting, you know, all these different markets were totally untouched. So I knew that we, we would definitely be able to do something with it. I didn't know that it would get this big and that it would be such a, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to gloat, but like, it would be like a cultural change, I feel like. You know, um, to have a, a kit that lasts you year after year after year is is totally, you know, it was totally unheard of when when we started doing it uh, for the, like the 350Zs and the G35s and uh, the Lexus STs and all these other models, the 240s. Um, it was totally unheard of. And now it's just, it's... You know, it, it's crazy to, to sit back and look at it. Right now, we're doing... Compared to... Oh, wow. so, yeah, that's a margin. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely blown up, like, way more than I thought it would. But, um, so, you, know, you got, like, like, promoted, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It's crazy to to look back at and think about where we started when we started i would do sales 
you know, at 6 a.m. to noon, go into the back of the shop, see what needed to be, you know, trimmed up and cleaned up, boxed up and ready to ship, take it to UPS. And now it's like, you know, we have 20 something people in our staff. It's, it's, it's such a good feeling. So is this just a place that hired you and then you were like, hey, like if we did this, you know, it would work. No, 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 no. It was, um, it, it's a little complicated how it all went down, but from the very beginning, it was, it was, Hey, you know, we have a little bit of money. We want to, we want to buy this company out. Okay. But we need somebody that knows the industry. Right. Um, so I'm like, all right, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know? So everybody kind of put together, it's, uh, me and three other people. We kind of put together all our resources bought the company out and now we're here so it's definitely uh it's definitely been a wild ride insane that's crazy um, coming in what's that how's my sound coming in all good no you're you sound great actually perfect perfect so like when you guys started it what like what was your original vision for the company so immediately we knew that we had to take advantage of social media. We had to get rid of the old school method of going, you know, business to business. And we had to go directly to the consumer. Um, it's funny because everybody's all about trying to get tickets to FEMA, you know, and, and they have nothing to do with the industry. And meanwhile, I could care less about SEMA because I'm trying to hit, I'm trying to get in touch with the end consumer that's going to the track. That's, you know, awesome drift spares that they found behind uh, AutoZone or Pet Boys or wherever, you know what I mean? Um, so it's a, it's a totally, we, we just completely changed the approach. And um, oh, I'm losing my train of thought here. It's okay. Welcome to our podcast. That's what we do all the time. That's what our last meeting was about. <laughs> so we just changed our approach. We um, immediately started doing um, Instagram. Instagram was something that was super instrumental to, to our growth. And, you know, nobody was doing what we do, which is folding the bumpers to ship them, right? So a big thing that we had to deal with was starting to ship out all these bumpers and getting calls nonstop all day. What is this garbage you guys sent me? How is this going to go on my car? It's folded up. It'll never return to shape. You know, this whole, this whole ordeal. It's like, look, just put it outside and go drink a beer. Come back. I promise you it'll be back to shape or we'll give you your money back. Right. And so Instagram was really cool with that because of being able to post time-lapse videos or pictures of us folding it into the boxes and things like that. And now it's like all the TikTok kids, all the Instagrammers or the YouTubers are throwing these boxes around and showing the time-lapses themselves. And now it's like everybody's in on it, you know? I do got to say that's kind of the best part of your marketing is that it just kind of markets itself because everybody wants to show 
off their like what they bought you know and that's the funniest part is you just let them because it is kind of crazy this thing comes all like bundled up an entire body kit and then there's like probably all these videos on instagram of these things just unraveling yeah it's it's been so cool and it's interesting because originally what what, what i would tell people was hey put it in the sun right and just walk away for a little while well, not everybody's got sunlight, right? Some people live in cold-ass regions. So it's like, okay, well, put it by your fireplace, right? And then next thing you know, I'm seeing videos of people are throwing their bumpers in hot tubs and just sitting there with the bumpers that is as good experience. You know, people are taking showers with it. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing, you know? But it's so, it's so cool to see how everybody finds their own unique spin on how to unfold it and how to take advantage for, for their social media and get their little, you know, payouts from YouTube or the t- TikTok funds or however that works. You know, I'm not huge on TikTok, but it's, it's so interesting seeing everybody else's unique take on it. It is like one of those things too, where your marketing can kind of just stay fun because it's basically people trying to destroy your product, which is really weird, I guess. <laughs> yeah, totally. And like every year, there seems to be like a new trend, right? When we first started shipping these bumpers out and nobody had ever seen a bumper unfold right that was that was our marketing thing was hey look you get it into in a tiny box and you know you just pour water on it like like the old little uh toys that you would put in in a water cup and it would expand you know so yeah a whole year's worth of marketing then all the stance miata kids took over and it's like hey look you're you're just bending your bumper into all kinds of weird shapes that you're trying to get up the driveway right and that was a whole year's worth of videos of just different angles and getting stuck or high centered on you know trying to exit a gas station or whatever that was its own marketing spin then the drift kids decided to start doing dirt drops and rooster tails and the bumper just flailing everywhere to half the track and coming back and putting a zip tie and back out you go, you know? So it's so cool seeing how it just progressed every year. Honestly, I always said, I'm like, damn, I don't think I could ever get a body kit because I mean, just the amount of times that I see them fall off and be run over. I'm like, I just couldn't like keep up. And then that's actually how I was pointed your way. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. It, it's definitely, I, I love hearing that people found out about us through word of mouth, through another drifter, right? Like that's our our biggest goal is to kind of, I, I hate the phrase, but like give back to the community, so to speak. Like we want to make sure that whoever whoever is trying to drift or do any kind of track time Look, man, we want to make it as affordable as possible. You just have to worry about your tires and your oil. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about your body kit. You don't have to worry about uh, having to repaint, you know, having to pay for shipping on a new kit, paying for the new kit, getting it, prepping it, painting it, and then doing it all over again (laughs) the next time you drop, you know? So do you guys make them in-house? 
Oh yeah, everything is made right here in California. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, you know it's it's great to be able to employ. We a lot of our staff is actually people that you know have bought our product or have heard of our product and are and are in the industry. And it's so awesome because it, it they give so much feedback and they come to us with their own ideas of hey you know what would be cool you know i was talking to a friend at this car meet and this is what they were saying and and we just try to incorporate everything it's, it's really good to have you know enthusiasts making parts for enthusiasts can you make like any sort of like any make model or are you focused more just towards like race cars so we can make parts for basically any make and model. We make parts for, you know, we, we make parts that aren't even in the automotive industry. We make bowling equipment. We make this weird box looking thing that, uh, that they use for, um, for treating people with scoliosis. We make a bunch of different little knickknacks on the side, right? The problem is how expensive it is to make this particular type of mold it's totally different than a fiberglass mold and so it's a lot more expensive mm -hmm. and that means we have to sell a lot more of it to even break even okay so that's yeah. why you know you go on our website and we have you know barely any bmw pieces for example or you know the c5 c6 corvettes they're everywhere on the track but we just don't have enough demand to justify investing a hundred thousand dollars into one platform and hoping that it sells right how do you even make a mold <laughs> um well you know we, we've been really lucky to find really really talented people and we, we have are just the, the, the four people that are working on making molds have over a hundred years of experience combined. And that's like invaluable. But the, the overall process basically is um, we 3D print a design. So we, we, we sketch something out on like Fusion or any kind of uh, 3D design software that, that's available. And then we print out this massive bumper sized frame and we just clean that up, test fit it to a car, and then we make a mold out of it, which is, uh, it's, it's, it's a little proprietary, so I won't go too into detail with it, but it's very, very heavy and it's very, very expensive. Okay. That's crazy. That's awesome, though. Yeah, really cool. Um, to to give you a, like a like a rough idea, right? The the best highest quality fiberglass mold that you can get is still probably going to be a third to a quarter of the price for the same mold in polyurethane. That's why nobody else is really doing this because it's it's such an expensive startup startup cost to do that you have everything you make has to be a home run or you're going to go out of business. Do you have like a favorite body kit that you guys have done? Oh man, that's a hard question. Um, you know, I've never owned an S chassis. 
So I, I've always wanted to, to have one and I've always wanted an S13, but I've owned like probably like nine Miatas, right? So I love Miatas. I love, you know, I'm a short guy myself. I'm like five point five 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 five. So Miata is perfect for me. You know? Chef be hyped. That's my boyfriend's <laughs> favorite fucking car. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, he loves those things. But um, I definitely don't want to keep it all night. But I do want to touch up on the sponsorship request that you get, <laughs> only because it's. I don't know if it's just that you get these crazy ones, or if all these companies are getting ridiculous ones. But it just like it's so insane to see what people ask and for what they're willing to do. I think. <laughs> getting tattoos of the company logo and getting branded you know with the like cows and stuff it's it's crazy man people will you know people will do anything except for pay for the damn product like come on guys um i honestly, heard all you have to do is just ask you very nicely you know just you know just give them out <laughs> all right uh, um it's crazy it's I feel like it, it's gotten really, really bad within the past few years, probably like the past three years or so. And, you know, not to not to talk smack, but like ever since like Six Speed and all these little like random Instagram companies that, hey, we're going to sponsor you lug nuts, you know, like ever since these guys kind of came in and just started quote unquote sponsoring everybody or like. And again, not not talking smack, but Mishimoto, right? You head up Mishimoto and say, hey, I want to get a, a sponsorship and they're going to, quote unquote, sponsor you 10% off. It's yeah. like, that's not a sponsorship. But but everybody wants the cloud of, oh, hey, I'm a sponsored driver. You know, so now it's, it's funny because literally earlier today, I was talking with uh, Rory from Big Country Labs. Mm hmm. And we were just we were just laughing at like how many sponsorship requests we get daily. You see my Facebook. I'm always posting screenshots, and these are just the ones that are just so cringy that I have to share. You know, that's not even like the the thirty. Hey man, I'm building a car. Sponsor me. Like just simple. No, go away. You know. And, and the thing is. I am a hundred percent willing to to work with drivers. Um, KBD sponsors a bunch of different drift series, and we've talked to you girls about you know working together with y'all as well. Like we're, it's not that we're not, you know, I'm not just stingy and not wanting to work with anybody, but you you got to have something to offer. You know, for for example, with you guys, you guys would be a a very niche market for us, and that's easy for us to 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 cater our ads and our, and our methods to, to target your guys and your guys's groups. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're not willing to, to sponsor or gift discounts or, or give away prizes or what have you. It's just, you got to come at it correct. And you got to come at it with, with, you know, tell me what you have to offer. Yeah, I think a lot of people just expect something for nothing and just expect that putting a couple like social media posts up, like that's all you need to do to be like a sponsored driver. And that's, you know, something that 
I think a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. And it, there's more to it than just followers or just likes or anything like that. Like you, you could have no social media following, right? But if you tell me that you go to, you know, 30 track events a year and, you know, you have a, a, a cult following in a specific area with a specific community or, you know, hey, you're you're trying to do this to give back to to a charity or something like that. Hey, no problem. Uh, you know, I've donated kids to high schools, to schools that are, hey, we're trying to do body shop work or we're trying to learn X, Y, Z or we're going to donate this car to, a, you know, we're going to raffle it off and we're going to donate the winnings to you know, autism awareness or something. Hey, no problem. Here you go. But come at me with something to offer. And if I have to come up with, hey, you should do this, then I'll just do it myself. I don't think a lot of companies are like that, though. At least from, like, an outsider's perspective, it looks like it does have a lot to do with social media. I'm not saying you. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, a lot of companies in general that, like, social media following... It look, seems like it's a big thing, like a big part of it. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, if I'm looking at somebody with a 1,000 followers and somebody with 100,000 followers, I'm going to, you know, be a little more open to the 100,000 follower person. But that's really not the, like, the end-all, be-all. Right. You know, I, just today I had... Um, I'm not going to drop their name, but I had uh, somebody with 3.4 million followers order a 350Z bumper and they, you know, they paid for it and congrats on your 3.4 million followers. Congratulations on your success, but give me the money, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's the thing. And that's kind of funny because we have touched up on um, people who are closer to you thinking that they can get discounts opposed to complete strangers that are more willing to pay full price, which is like kind of a wild thing You when you put yourself in that position to see it. Oh, man, that's, you know, I, I've tried to work with, with people in the past and I have sponsored drivers before and I've even gone as far as you know, offered drivers product plus cash plus support X, Y, Z. And what I noticed is the people that bought it straight up off the website, got it, and then just happened to tag me at a later point. Those, those individuals tend to support the company so much more and share the posts and, and you know, just send, send, people our way than somebody where, Hey, you know, I, I gave them X, Y, and Z because they're getting X, Y, and Z from me. They're getting X, Y, and Z from another company. They're getting paid by another company. You know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't have the same effect with them. Yeah. So. Okay. Can I, can I ask one more question before you go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what advice would you give someone who's like a young like entrepreneur, someone who wants to start their own business? Like, what advice would you give someone to try to reach the level of success that you guys have? That's a really great question. 
Um, I'm sure you guys have seen my my Facebook caption and and everything else. And I, I'm not the most eloquent with words. And you know, I'm not gonna come at you super sophisticated and sound like Gary Vee and all this and that. But best way that I can put it is like either you're hungry or you're not. You know, I've done things that I'm not really proud of to to be able to to get to where I am today. I've lived, you know, I've lived, I'm from the East Coast originally, and I've lived in my car through New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania winters, you know, and I, I, I've done that and I've worked through holidays and I'll be, you know, now, now I'm blessed that I can, I can take trips and, you know, my girlfriend loves to hike or go travel and this and that. So she'll be doing that and I'll be right behind her on my phone, still working. Right. So either you're hungry or you're not. And I'm hungry. I am working 24 seven and you have to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to work a lot. You have to be willing to be broke for a while before you see any results. And you, you have to just never give up. You have to just never give up. We've run through so many issues. We've had chemical suppliers go, you know, fall out of favor. We've had um, people steal our staff. We've had, um, you know, we've had all kinds of problems. We've had uh, leasing issues where, hey, you know, I know you signed this five-year contract, but you got to get the hell out now because we feel like it and you can sue us if you want, but you still got to get out. Like there's going to always be some kind of obstacles. And if you're hungry enough, you're just going to power through it. And eventually you'll see, uh, you'll see results. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause like, you don't show that, like you don't show any of the bad, which is good. Like you're not supposed to really, but like, that's the thing though, is you guys seem to have powered right through it. Cause I wouldn't have assumed you guys had any dips at all. And your margin is still insane. Like I can't get over that. I'm like, Oh my God. I would have walked into my boss up and been like a dollar 50 at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's kind of like everything in social media, right? Everybody in social media portrays this rosy, beautiful lifestyle. And that's not how it always is. Like, that's not how it ever is, actually. You know, there's always, there's always a struggle for everybody. And you just literally have to power through it, whether, whether it means you have to overdraft your account to place an order you know, because you, you're going to sell this merch and screw it. You know what I mean? The, the overdraft fee is $35. You're going to make $500 profit once you sell it, and then you're going to be okay. And then you're going to do it over again. You know, you, you have to do those kinds of things. Yo, I love that. Because survive. Exactly. How long have you been doing Oof, um, going on seven years now. That's awesome. So it, it, wow, it's, it's a long time, but it's also not like, I feel like we're still working through so many problems, you know, and, and a lot of people see, see us and they think we're this giant company and then they come pick up a kit and it's like 20 Hispanic dudes in the back, just chilling, making parts, you know, like, <laughs> They're like, is there an upstairs? <laughs> yeah, nope. Just us. 
That's all. I am just curious, though. What do you think your most sold body kit is? Like, what is your most popular? Honestly, by far, it's the Miata kits. Okay. These guys are just everywhere, right? Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, drifting, stance, you know, five-point swap time attack cars. Like, these, the Miata is everywhere. So, it used to be that 13, though. That 13, guys, I mean, they've, they've always supported us. Um, but, yeah, the Miata kits are, yeah, we saw hundreds a month. Easy. So. Well, most of them that I've seen are, like, bagged, just sagging ass. So, I have to assume that the only way that they're making it home is with a KBD kit. Hopefully. But that's that's awesome. Who are you planning on working with this year? Are there any big plans for 2022 this, like, season? I know California, it's 24-7 for you guys, yeah. but for us, we get, like, a little break. Um, I can't really think of any, like big names like as far as individuals off the top of my head but we're um we have the kooky the kooky front bumper finally being made and they've been asking for that bumper you know basically since since we took over kvd and and they started finding out that kvd was the thing everybody's wanted a kooky bumper but there was just never enough organized demand for it and so finally, it's like, hey, we got 50 guys ready to give you cash right now and wait months for your product. Okay. Now that, that we can work with that. So I'm really excited for uh, the Kooky Bumper. And uh, for as far as just a Kooky Bumper, I know like Fielding Shredder and Aaron Lucy from Lone Star Drift and, you know, all these other uh, individuals already ordered it. So I know they're going to be putting it everywhere. Um, and Lone Star Drift, um, we did sponsor them for 2022, um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, um, we're going to go to, uh, I forgot the name of the event, but I'm going to an event in, in uh, Utah, I want to say, in Memorial Day weekend. And we're going to do um, a $1,000 uh, gift card for oh. random person there, so that's going to be cool. Um, I'd love to hit up like East Coast events and hit up some Nedco events and Club Blues and all that, but we'll see. It's it's still early in the year. I was gonna say you said Memorial Day weekend, and that's the biggest event of the year there. That's East Coast what? Bash. Ah, uh, yep, that's the big one. That's the one where we get rained out and people drown in their tents. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think anyone has. <laughs> Flooded, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe the, it, there was a cover-up. I don't know. I've only been around for a couple of years, so... <laughs> Who knows? But I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. I know our time zones are a little wonky. So that's no. why I was so weird about being, like, Eastern time. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, thank you guys for having me. And I'm sorry if I rambled a lot. I, I tend to talk a lot. No, that, that was, was great. great. That was great. It was perfect. Yeah. No, we appreciate it. So, 
Well, you have a wonderful night. Likewise. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, Taylor, can we get some Whitmore Weekly Wisdom? Sure. Let me open her up here. All right. Who are you opening? My notes on my phone. Oh. <laughs> Those flaps, you know? I'm, I'm going to open her on up now. <laughs> folds. The theme of today's episode KBD and Folds. Um, my Whitmore Weekly Wisdom this week is when you're offered any type of opportunity to just take it and stop thinking about the what-ifs. Hell yeah. I like that. I like Breaking. that a lot. Unless it's like a dangerous opportunity, then don't do that. Yeah, fucking do it. Do it with your eyes closed. Any opportunity that's going to bring you further in life, do it. Okay, <clears throat> but what if it's a dangerous opportunity that can bring you further in life? If what if it's, it's a stuntman audition? Then do it. If that's what your goal is, then you already know the risk, baby. Mm-hmm. You can do it. What if it's a financially dangerous opportunity that could potentially take you further in life? Yeah, what if it's a gamble? Then I would say make a pros and cons list. Mm. You'd say what? Make a pros and cons list. What if but you got I, eat? I am not qualified to give financial advice. <laughs> What were you going to say? If I get eaten by what? <laughs> no, I said. <laughs> what if you had an equally pro and con list? What, like, what if it was 50-50 even? Then you just got to decide if it's worth it. If it's worth it to you personally, then do it. Tonight, we push Taylor's <laughs> limits. If you're a scared <laughs> pussy, then don't do it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's- just don't fold. No folding, dude. That's the biggest one. Give it up. All right, guys. Let's go to bed. Sponsored by Folds. <laughs> All right, the guys. The best roast beef sandwich place out there right now. Folds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mayonnaise. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> you said yeah, like okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. You were you will smithed it, dude. You were like, yeah, they were like, ew. <laughs> these are the bloopers, you know? <laughs> oh, these are going in. <laughs> we don't have enough bloopers to make. Well, what do you mean? The bloopers are far worse. You should. This is what stays. <laughs> yeah, this is usually. About- what was the last episode you heard? Four, two. Taylor <laughs> <laughs> doesn't listen to them. No, since I was like, dude, fifty-eight episodes. And Taylor's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite ones are the ones that, like, after the end, where you say thank you for listening, da, 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 and then we have something very much at the end, and it's usually something of Taylor being, <laughs> "Don't talk bad about me." <laughs> it's never bad. It's never bad. It's always funny. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.
thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble definitely check out the next episode appreciate all your support don't forget to follow drift kitchen on instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch thanks again guys